to make such an incredible investment. Chairman Goh put his faith and confidence in the future of the American economy. In other words, if I didn't get elected, he definitely would not be spending $10 billion. Over a year ago, President Donald Trump stood shoulder to shoulder in an empty Wisconsin field with one of China's richest men. They were breaking ground on what was promised to be a high-tech manufacturing hub for American jobs. It now seems that promise was never meant to be. Did the world's biggest contract assembler of consumer electronics, Foxconn, con the state of Wisconsin? This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today here in New York is Bloomberg's technology reporter, Austin Carr, who wrote about Foxconn and its Wisconsin deal for Bloomberg Business Week. Thanks for joining us, Austin. Thanks for having me. So for many, the story starts in June of 2018 with President Trump attending a groundbreaking ceremony in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. What happened that day and why was there optimism in the air? Yeah, it was such a big ceremony. Uh, the president, along with Foxconn chairman Terry Goh, the Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, then Governor of Wisconsin Scott Walker, all came out for this big ceremony where they were going to break ground with actually gold-plated shovels uh, for what promised to be a massive factory that would create 13,000 jobs and bring back manufacturing to the U.S. in a town called Mount Pleasant. So they, they all stood shoulder to shoulder. They, they broke ground. Um, and then work was supposed to get started. What was the first signs uh, as those shovels went down that things weren't as they seemed? So there was a small facility north of uh, Foxconn's Wisconsin campus uh, called the Experimental Training Center. And that had actually opened up a number of months before the groundbreaking ceremony, which was more for just the press and for cameras. Um, so a lot of Foxconn workers are actually already started manufacturing there. And they were pretty surprised when they saw Trump show up that day for the groundbreaking ceremony and give this big speech also at the factory where he promised how good these jobs would be and how much they would give back to the community. For a lot of those workers watching, uh, that, that rhetoric didn't match up to the reality. For one, the uh, work uh, was to hourly. Uh, it was $14 per hour. Uh, a lot of the workers didn't have full-time benefits. Uh, and also the components that they were making, which were supposed to be this big push for Made in the USA products, many of them still said Made in Mexico because a lot of the parts were imported up from Tijuana. So there was just this big disparity between what Trump had promised on stage at the groundbreaking ceremony, as well as what workers had seen there for the working there over the past couple of months. What were the details of that? That promise, though. How many jobs was it supposed to generate? How much money was it going to bring to the state of Wisconsin? Stuff like that. In exchange for about $4.5 billion in government subsidies, Foxconn agreed to invest $10 billion in the state uh, in capital expenditures and also hire as many as 13,000 workers. Now, these were all staggered over a number of years. So let's say they had to hire as many as 13,000 work, 13, workers by as early as 2022. So they still had a couple of years to get up to that threshold. But their first year target was about 1,000 jobs, which they actually just whiffed uh, just a couple weeks ago uh, by about 82% if you count their maximum wow. target. So take us back, though, to the start of this deal in, in 2017. How did this deal come to be between Foxconn, this giant Chinese company, and the state of Wisconsin? So Foxconn had actually been in talks with the Trump administration for a number of months about creating thousands and thousands of jobs in the U.S. to sort of live up to one of Trump's key campaign pledges, which was bringing manufacturing back to the U.S. Um, some of the earliest discussions around this deal actually took place at the White House in then-Chief of Staff Reince Priebus's office. Uh, Foxconn was still looking for what state could provide that amount of land that they needed to build their factory on. In 
Wisconsin, which Trump had recently visited, actually became one of the key targets for the company. Uh, there was a lot of political reasons for that. Not only was Reince Priebus, then chief of staff, actually from Wisconsin, but so wasn't the House's uh, Speaker of the House at the time, uh, Paul Ryan. He was also a fellow Wisconsinite. Uh, so that, that was just a couple of the reasons that uh, Foxconn got super interested in that state early on in the deal. Um, in the course of months over the 2017, there was a lot of negotiations. There was a heated bidding war between a number of states. And in the end, Wisconsin just ultimately offered the best deal, which was about $4.5 billion total in government subsidies. Let's take a step back and talk about Foxconn itself and its uh, chair, Terry Gow. Who are they? What do they make? What, what, why are they so world-renowned? Foxconn is the lar- world's largest maker of electronics uh, as a contract manufacturer. If you have an iPhone, if you have an Amazon Echo, if you have a Nintendo, chances are they made parts of that or the whole device. They're synonymous with overseas manufacturing. And indeed, although they're based in Taiwan, much of their factory operations are based in mainland China. The chairman, Terry Go is known for his aggr- aggressive negotiation style. Uh, infamously, he, he sometimes makes underperforming managers stand if they're not doing well in the course of meetings. Uh, and, and once, indeed, he actually said in an interview, he suggested that Genghis Khan was one of his personal heroes. So this is a really sharp-elbowed individual. Um, at the time that they got interested in, in, in moving to the U.S. and expanding their manufacturing operations there, in the background, of course, was this big looming trade war between the U.S. and China, which, of course, uh, Foxconn, with so much of their operations in China, was likely to get caught up in. And they certainly didn't want to become a target of Trump's ire. So, speaking of Trump, you know his campaign pledge of bringing more jobs back to America. This seems like a win-win. Um, you know, one of the manufacturers of all those devices you say that all of us carry in the United States, bringing that company here to produce them here in America sounds like a great thing. So the deal gets done, or I'm sorry, deal gets agreed upon, and Wisconsin gets to work. Is that where things go from bad to worse? Almost immediately, when the contract was signed between the state and Foxconn in November 2017, the company rushes to set up operations, which is a really good sign, you know, that they're actually moving into the state, bringing in equipment. They set up shop at that experimental training center, uh, their first factory, which was making LCD, liquid crystal display televisions for Sharp. Um, but workers who were hired there started noticing some things going awry. Uh, not only were was the pay super low, uh, but a lot of them were hired as temps with sort of this vague promise that they would be hired full time later on. And those jobs, those full time jobs never seemed to materialize. A lot of the, the workers there say that the equipment seemed dated. Um, and there, there, some also say that training was uh, sort of not up to par, uh, at least in one incident that we, we heard about, which Foxconn confirmed uh, one production line worker had his finger nearly sliced off on the uh, production line, splattering blood all over equipment. Uh, Foxconn, in response to that, though confirming it, uh, did say that its uh, safety standards are uh, up to par. And I think we all know what happened during the midterms, um, but let's talk about it anyway, because originally um, Governor Scott Walker, the Republican governor of Wisconsin, touted that he was bringing this deal to Wisconsin, but it's it really ended up costing him his job almost, didn't it? Correct. Yeah. I mean, th- this deal became such a political football uh, during that 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 really heated election year uh, in 2018. His his opponent, uh, the state school superintendent Tony Evers, um, had called this Foxconn deal horrible, lousy, uh, and 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 sort of threatened to upend the deal if he was elected. Uh, Scott Walker, meanwhile, was a huge proponent of the deal, and he really saw this as yeah massive victory, a win-win for the state, for him as well. 
well. Uh, but it just appeared over the course of that year, uh, things started to change. Uh, the company had committed to building this massive factory, but then reports started leaking that they were going to scale back how big their operations were going to be in the state. And they were indeed going to build a smaller TV factory. Uh, second, they committed to building uh, to, to hiring about 13,000 workers, most of them comprised of blue-collar factory jobs. And then they, they confirmed over the summer in 2018 that they were actually going to be switched to what are called knowledge workers, which are engineers or high-skilled workers. So, so the fundamental DNA of this deal started to shift, and it didn't look so good for Walker. And toward the end, uh, it definitely became politically unpopular within the state, uh, or at least politically contentious. And people say it's one of the, the reasons he narrowly lost his election uh, to Tony Evers, the uh, now governor of Wisconsin. So take us to today, because I've seen conflicting reports that past few weeks that, like you said, they were going to scale back. But now President Trump is saying, no, no, they're not going to scale back. So what's going on right now? I think saying there have been conflicting reports is rather generous. <laughs> I would describe them as incoherent reports because it's almost every single day that something changes about Foxconn's plan. Uh, over the past couple weeks, not only did they hit miss their uh, hiring targets uh, by a lot for their first year of eligibility to get tax credits, uh, but then they said that they weren't going to build an LCD factory because they couldn't compete with overseas manufacturing in China and Mexico. Surprise, surprise. Uh, then they said, oh, actually, we may still build a factory, but we're not 100% sure what technology we'll be using there. And then President Trump actually called uh, chairman of Foxconn, Terry Goh. And after that, suddenly the plans for the LCD factory were back on with indeed more plans for a factory to be built in the next 18 months. The details are incredibly vague, and our sources have indicated that over the past year, if you're inside the company, it has felt very amorphous. The vision has been ever-changing, and it's really hard to nail down actually what the company is trying to do Wisconsin and what their larger ambitions are for the U.S. Uh, workers actually told me that this made recruiting super difficult because they didn't know what technical talent to hire because they just didn't know what Foxconn's plans were. Um, so, so that raises some pretty big red flags, I think, for, for this deal. I think I saw in your reporting that the projections when it comes to profit for the state of Wisconsin out of this deal, they won't make money until over 20 years from now. So when you take that in consideration, and can you take into all the back and forth that has been going on with the promises, what's the lesson here for Wisconsin or for other states that are, that are dealing with China? I think there's two lessons. The first one is that all these promises about bringing manufacturing back to the U.S., it's really complicated. It's not just about saying, hey, we're going to build a factory. It's about finding that amount of talent, finding 13,000 workers in the Midwest when the unemployment rate is super low is very difficult. Second, you have to create a massive supply chain. You can't just magically do that overnight. You have to, th th this company has had decades and decades building up that Asian or Mexican supply chain, and you can't just import that to the U.S. overnight. But I think the larger lesson here there, there is that there, there is some sort of myth that this deal is risk-free for the state of Wisconsin. People keep, the defenders of the deal say, if Foxconn doesn't actually hire the people, if they don't actually make the investments, then they get zero dollars in tax credits. But I think that's a, a real misleading uh, bellwether for this deal. The fact is, 
The local community has already invested at least $130 million into this deal. The state has invested at least or committed at least $120 million to related infrastructure projects. There's been countless innumerable man hours committed to this project. There, there are just so many signs that this deal is risky and has already proved costly for taxpayers. I think that's one big lesson that if you're, you live in Wisconsin right now, you really got to pay attention to because it's just not true when people say this deal won't be costly for taxpayers if Foxconn decides to just walk away from the deal. Austin, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Make sure to follow Austin on Twitter. He's at Austin Carr. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok. <laughs>